Good morning, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. My name is Tim Harris. It's 10 o'clock, and that means it's time for Tim with Tim. We are in Isaiah chapter 45 today. I like I like this chapter. Um, I guess it doesn't matter if I like it or not, right? I mean, this is the Word of God, and I don't I don't get a say. Uh, but uh, but like you, you know, some chapters uh, just grab me more than others. Although I think we all laugh. Uh, at me because I, I I tend to like them all, not all, but but I, I'm easy to please when it comes to God's word. And uh, chapter 45, I think, is just really, really interesting. Let's talk about it. Remember that Isaiah is at this point prophesying to people uh, in exile, right? I mean, um, the Babylonians have conquered Judah. Judah uh, lays in ruins. Uh, the temple is destroyed. Um, and and here's the prophet who's got to bring a message from God. I mean, there have been very few moments, and nothing like Isaiah, but there have been very few moments in my ministry when I've had to speak um, in the midst of circumstances in which it was hard to be the one who had to speak for God. You know, I remember walking in this church building on the day when it had just burned, and people said, Pastor Tim, lead us in prayer. And I just remember thinking, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to pray, you know. Uh, this is terrible, and, and it feels terrible, and I don't know how to explain, you know, where God is and what God is doing, you know. So Isaiah has this task of being the spokesman for God, but how do you explain? How do you speak? What's the message when all of the circumstances are terrible for us? Now, this is what makes Isaiah really interesting, and it's what makes also the Word of God so exciting here, because uh, to understand what God is doing, you have to allow God to expand and, and may we say, just blow your mind. God's just got to blow your mind wide open. And that's what happens here. It's what you begin to see with the prophet Isaiah. Because what happens is, is that Isaiah is able to reveal, you know, to speak for God in such a way where you begin to understand that God is bigger, not just bigger than my circumstances, but God is bigger than my interests. You know, in other words, God may do things that, that don't necessarily suit my purposes, but it doesn't have to suit my purposes because God is going to work his own purposes out. Now, so what you see here is, is a God who is not just Israel's God. Now, I know we often read the Old Testament uh, because Israel is God's chosen people, and, and we think as if God is putting Israel first, but, but no. God is working his own purposes out for the world, and God's plan for the world is a plan to right and to save the whole world, to bring salvation and righteousness to the whole world. And Israel has a very specific part to play in the salvation history of the whole world. That's why Israel matters, not because God loves Israel more but because God is working out his purposes and Israel is playing a part in God's greater purposes. So sometimes what happens to Israel, what happens to Judah, isn't necessarily good for Judah, but it's good for God's plan to save the whole world. Do you see that? That helps me. It also frustrates me because that reminds me that it's not about me. It's not about Israel and it's not about me. So sometimes what's happening in the world, sometimes what's happening right around me is not good for me. I don't like it. You know, I may be suffering. This is not, you know, necessarily comfortable for me, but it's not about me. And so Isaiah chapter 45 just sort of pulls back the curtain and shows you this God whose plans are bigger. 
and whose purposes are bigger and greater than anybody can imagine. And it starts out with verse one. This is what the Lord says to Cyrus, his anointed one. Cyrus, who? You know, is that what you're asking? Like, who is Cyrus? And where did Cyrus? That doesn't sound like a Hebrew name. Well, it's not. It's a Persian name. Cyrus is the Persian king who uh, eventually is going to allow the exiles to come home. He's a king of Persia. And by the edict of Cyrus, all of the exiles of Israel, Judah, are allowed to come home. And the temple's going to be rebuilt and all of that. But God's going to do it all through a Persian king named Cyrus. Now, when I say Persian, understand he's pagan. He doesn't know the Lord. He's not trying to do the purposes of the Lord. He, that, you know, doing the purposes of the God of Israel is not even in his list of priorities. He doesn't even know that Israel's got a God. That doesn't matter to him, but understand. Even if Cyrus doesn't know God, God knows Cyrus. And so here we go. It's really pretty fascinating. I will do this, verse three. I will do this so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. <laughs> I know your name if you don't know my name. And this is God talking to Cyrus. And I'm going to do this. You're going to know me before it's over, you know. In the meantime, you're going to serve my purposes. It's going to feel like you got a strategy, you know. But actually, you know, it's my plan. It's my purpose. You're going to think you stepped out that on your own. But actually, you know, I nudged you. I led you. I guided you. I laid out the road under your feet. You don't even know it. You know, these are God's plans, God's purposes way beyond any of this. I've equipped you for battle, though you don't even know me. God says it again. I'm the Lord God. There is no other. I create the light. I make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. What? I send good times and bad times. God sends me bad times. Why would he do that? Well, I remind you, it's not about me. It's not about you. You know, as we said the other day, I'm not being singled out for bad times. Good times come, bad times come. You know, it rains on everybody. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. Didn't we say that the other day? You know, God sends good times. God sends bad times. But God sends no times that fail to serve his purposes to save and bless the world. God's got a world to save. Now, make no mistake. He calls me by name. He knows your name. And he is going to bless you in ways you can't ask for and imagine. So he may send good times, he may send bad times, but there will be no time that God still can't work out to serve his purposes to bless your life. But every single circumstance isn't going to be a blessing. Every single day of your life is not going to be a, a you know, a, a spiritual, you know, high point. You, you know what I'm saying? Open up, O heavens, and pour out your righteousness. Let the earth open wide so salvation and righteousness can sprout up together. I, the Lord, created them. The heavens, the whole earth, you understand? God's plan is this universal plan of righteousness and salvation. It's so far beyond us. So as I said, Isaiah's got to speak for God and somehow explain how all these circumstances work out in such a way where Israel, you know, Judah, is in ruins you know, why is that? Because God's working out his purposes to save and bless the whole world, you know. And right now, feels like bad news for Judah, but it's not going to be bad news in the end, you know. It's not always going to look this way. So verse 11, do you question, you know, me? Do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? 
I remember one time, y'all, Chip Willingham story. All you fire team guys, this is a Chip Willingham story. Uh, we were leaving for uh, Promise Keepers, I think, and we a bunch of men were all at First Baptist Church in the sanctuary just sitting around waiting to leave for our trip in Knoxville or wherever. And uh, anyway, we're going to take a group picture. So Chip Willingham went down with his camera. This is in the days before iPhones. He had like an actual camera, but it was a nice one. It's a really nice camera, like, you know, focus camera. I mean, you know, know, Chip, you know, he's bougie. He's got a nice camera. So he was down there, you know, focusing about to take a picture of our group. And this man walked up and said, let me take this picture so you can be with your group. Let me take this picture for you. And Chip said, sure. Now I'm watching this happen and I know who it is. It's John Carmen. Y'all remember, if you're around Bowling Green, John Carmen was a famous photographer in Bowling Green for years. Like, like he is John Carmen Photography. So John Carmen is saying, would you like me to take a picture with your camera? And Chip said, sure. But Chip doesn't know who he is. So Chip says, okay, what you do? You look through this little window right here and you turn this right here and then push this button and then you can take your picture. <laughs> like Chip's explaining to John Carmen how to work a camera only because he doesn't know who John Carmen is. You know, so this is God saying, are you, you really think you're going to tell me what to do with the world I made? Do you really have a question for me? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Do you really think that you're about to give me some instructions? You know, if you're trying to give God instructions, it's just plain. You don't know who God is. If you're trying to tell him that you know better than he does, and you obviously don't know that he's the God who made you, you, you know, I just love that so much. Chip, I love you so much too, man. I understand, man. Cameras are complicated, uh, but there you go. I will raise up Cyrus to fulfill my righteous purpose. I will guide his actions. What? He's a pagan king. He sure is, but God's going to use him. There's nothing in the world God can't do. There's nobody in this world that God can't use. There's nobody God can't save, you know? So I just love it. Truly, O God, of Israel, our Savior, verse 15, you work in mysterious ways. You know, the Hebrew there says you are a God who hides himself, you know, and and it may seem like sometimes his ways are hidden, but also verse 19 says, I publicly proclaim bold promises. I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. So yeah, if, if he hides his ways, if he hides his plans, he hides them in mercy, you all, and those who are gentle at heart will always, always hear his voice. And, uh, and understand that he is the God who loves us and intends to bless us. I, the Lord, speak only what is right and declare only what is right. Everything he does is right. Uh, I went over time, you guys. I love you so much. Isn't that good? I just love that so much. I underlined so many verses in, in this passage today. He made the world to be lived in. I love that. That's in verse 18. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. I love the world. I love creation, but he made it for us. He made it to be lived in. You know, it's not supposed to be empty. Chaos is supposed to be lived in. It's our home. You know, I love that so much. Isn't God good? Pick up right here tomorrow. Tomorrow, uh, let's double up. Let's do two chapters. They're short. Chapter 46 and chapter 47. Again, they're both like 15, 16 verse uh, chapters. So let's double up uh, and uh, and do uh, Isaiah chapter 46 and 47 for tomorrow. Have a happy Wednesday. Have a good day. I love you all so much. Thank you for the honor of, of leading you through the word of God together. I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for 10 with Tim. Have a great Wednesday.